welcome to the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we're on line two. We have made it to the end of the courtship series. Today is all about the championship game. You made it through every single step, scouting, drafting, tryouts, the playoffs. And if you haven't, what are you doing listening to this episode? Go back and listen to the others. No spoilers. Seriously, we do thank you guys for joining us on this series. It has been a long time coming. It started out as a summer series, and now we kind of dragged it into fall. But we have reached the final episode, and we are absolutely excited to close this series out with one of the most God-fearing couples that we know, Sis Sylvester and Melissa Crawford. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> For those of you who may recognize Brother Sylvester from one of our earlier episodes, we're thankful that he's able to come back to us. And Sister Melissa, welcome for the first time. Yes, glad to be here. Um, I know you mentioned earlier, Sister Melissa, that you listened to last episode with Pastor Ryan and Sister Britt. Have y'all been listening to the all the episodes in the series? So. so I haven't listened to all of them. I listened to both the one that Pastor Ryan did. I listened to y'all's first one with the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that would be the scouting, the very the first one that went from a summer. And then I listened to the one with Pastor Ryan by himself. And then the one with both he and uh, Lady Britt. Okay, okay. So you guys pretty much kind of have an idea of like where we were kind of going with the episodes and you know, the point of us doing this series. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. All right. So for those of you listeners who have made it this far, you should know that this is all about the end of the courtship journey. And hopefully you're all ready for marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But seriously, so we brought the Crawfords here to discuss their own journey, seeing as they've obviously been successful thus far. So... I don't know which one of you wants to start. Just like a short summary of y'all journey as a couple. You know, share it with the with the listeners. All right, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can start. I guess. Um, so we've been we've been married now for for twenty three years, and um, we met a long time ago. So the, the the journey, I mean, we can I can I can go back as far as you want me to go, uh, but we met when we were seventeen. Mm-hmm. We were actually getting ready to to go to college when we met. Uh, we were we were seventeen. This was in March of nineteen ninety six, mm-hmm. um, and I can remember uh, like everything pretty pretty close, pretty pretty good, because when we met. It was March 19, 1996. I was working on my uh, my term paper, right? I was last minute doing that, but I, hey, I'm glad I was. And um, 
And Melissa, she was working on a paper. I don't think it was a term paper, it but it was. it was. So she was working on a paper too. And so now here's here's the, the thing when we when we first met, um, when I walked into the library, the UNO library in New Orleans. When I walked into the library, I saw her and her friend uh, on a computer doing some work. And when I first saw them, I'm like, oh, they look like college students. I went ahead and sat down and started doing my, my work. Um, that was my first time ever going into that library. First time ever. Now, it was probably maybe about three miles from my house, but that was my first time ever going into the, to the uh, University of New Orleans Library. And that was her first time as well. So we get, I get there, I'm doing my paper, doing my work. And that around seven o'clock, now you may ask me, man, how do you remember the date? I don't know. I mean, the time, I, I, I just do. But at like seven o'clock, um, Melissa came and she had a bunch of books in her hand. And she like let them drop extremely loud in the library, right? <laughs> no. So you're in the library. Why are you letting books drop so loud? So in my mind, that was to get my attention. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel like Sister Melissa got a whole different story for this. Listen, watch this though. Watch this. So when all the books dropped, I looked up and she looked at me and she smiled. I always smile though. No. (laughs) (laughs) And and so what I did, I looked at the time and I'm like, okay, it's like seven o'clock and we have until 10 o'clock. So I think I got some time to, we can talk for a little while. Um, so I kind of, that's how I knew what time it was. Cause I looked at the time and I'm like, okay, we got three hours here, you know? So I'm gonna let her kind of go, go from there, but that's when we first met. Right. Um, I, I will say this though, um, just to get to some, some of the other material that was our first time ever going into that library, library and we have never gone back since that day. Huh. It's like the Lord knew that yes. at that time, at that moment, I need you to go work on your paper. I need you to work on your paper. And now y'all going to meet at this library. That's it. And that's it. And that's you it. know what? That I, I, that thought and that statement reminded me of um, one of our earlier episodes. I think this was around like the scouting um, mm-hmm. episode that I was talking about. Like you have to be put in a position for these things to happen. Because mm-hmm. as you stated, like that was your first and last time ever being in the library, but it was intentional. It was for a purpose, but you have to be willing to do that because you could have, like you said, easily changed your mind. You could have said, oh, I don't need to be in here. You know what I mean? But because like mm-hmm. God ordained the path for you both, it, it had to happen and had to happen the way it did, even if she did drop the books really loud, you know? You're right. Now about the books. Okay. <laughs> so, so most of what... Sylvester said was correct. However, I was taking AP psychology. And so I had to go to the library to use the journals because, you know, in in high schools, they didn't have like big journals that you could use. Mm -hmm. And y'all have seen scientific journals, right? They are like huge books. And so, you know, I'm not trying to make several trips. I literally had about eight of those huge two inch thick journals so much so my arms were straight like locked in and i had the books propped up on my chest mm-hmm. and so to set eight huge journals down they're gonna fall they're just gonna fall but um, i did smile at him though i was i did smile at she him because so he what? looked up he looked up at me and kind of chuckled when he saw me drop the books 
So we just, you know, that's what I was getting ready to ask. Like, was it one of those like embarrassing looks kind of thing? Like, you know, like somebody noticed you doing that. So you, you kind of like try to laugh it off, even though like you're exactly. embarrassed about it. Exactly. It was more that. of that. It was more of that. But um, fast forward later on in the evening. So my best friend was with me and then I left them and I went to go get some more journals. And when I came back, they were in a full on conversation. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, they're talking. So I join in and we just start talking, what school you go to? I, I go to this school. He went to McDonald 35. I went to McMain. And the funny part was he used to give, this was before we weren't saved then either. So he used to give parties. Like he had the happening parties in New Orleans. They were at this place called St. Mark's. Everybody went to the St. Mark's parties, mm-hmm. right? So he throw these parties and they kind of be like after parties for a lot of the school dances. I had gone to a couple of the St. Mark's parties, but we never crossed paths. We had mutual friends. Like it was so crazy. Like, I just don't know how I never ran into you, you know? Um, But we met there. And so as I began to talk to him, we started talking about like prom and he didn't have a date. and I didn't have a date. And I was like, well, I wouldn't want to go with anybody that I didn't know anyway. I had to at least know him for like two months. So Sylvester says that I was trying to throw hints because it was in March. Prime was in May, which I wasn't. I I wasn't trying to throw hints. But, you know, from there, the rest is history. And and to come to find out behind the scenes, my girl was like, so you going to get my girl number when I stepped away again? And he was like, (laughs) Sylvester was like, no. And she was like, so you just, I don't know how I know the play by play. It's so vivid. She was like, so you just meet. uh." Pretty girls in the uh in places and you don't get their number. I said yes. And he said yes. <laughs> okay. And I was like, okay. So, but I didn't know all this. So when we left, me and my friend left, and at this point we thought he was gone. Why this boy jumps from behind a pole, scared the living daylights out of us. No, you jump. You came out so quick. I was like. What startled us? He jumps from behind the pole as we were leaving, and he had a business card, y'all. Now, what 12th grader, first of all, has a business card? Let's talk about that part. What was on the business card? <laughs> so his name, his name and his phone number. Like if he produced uh-uh, this. Stop yes. This man was yes. professional. He was very professional. <laughs> he gave him his business card. And I did not call him. The next day, like in his mind, is a little foggy. He thinks I called him the next day. I did not. It was a, about a couple of days, and I called him. It was not. And we, it was a couple of days. And the rest <laughs> is history. You know, that from the first conversation, it was like, man, yeah, you kind of cool, you know? Yeah, we stay on the phone all night. Fell asleep on the phone. Mm-hmm. His mom would be like, baby, I'm going to need y'all not to top my line. <laughs> like y'all on the phone too. And then you got your own. You had your own line. Yeah, he got his own line too. Oh, you know, that yeah. was back in the day. Pre cell phone. Yeah, that was pre cell phone. That was pre cell phone. Pre everything. All um, I had was a pager, and she would she would uh she would text me well beat me or whatever it was called. Mm-hmm. She would beat me nine one one. Then I call him like, wait, what's going on? And it wasn't nothing. She was just she just wanted to talk. I'm like, I had to take my last twenty five cents to put in this pay phone. <laughs> 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 Everything was nine one one. And you want to say hey? Wait, but what? you did it though. That's the thing. I sure did. I sure did. <laughs> We're gonna talk to the operator. Pop on and tell him I got a minute left. 
Yes. <laughs> yes. But it, it was, you know, it was one of those things where I will say, even though we weren't, you know, we weren't really now I'll backtrack and say Sylvester's best friend was apostolic and he was in the process of witnessing to him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so he was just beginning to get into the Lord, but he still was going to his family church. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was, I was raised Catholic. And so, you know, I didn't know anything about, you know, apostolic faith or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And so for us, you know, coming together, we kind of grew in this together. Um, and so his friend actually started just witnessing to both of us at the same time in a sense. Right. And when we both knew we were coming out here, it just made sense. And we dated and we could talk a little bit more about it, but I want to make that distinction because, you know, there's a big difference in how we courted, I guess, and dated before Christ, the BC, mm -hmm. <laughs> for that brief moment, and then how we did after. So I, I did want to talk a little bit about that um, before you guys kind of started this uh, relationship or, you know, started talking to each other. Were you guys dating beforehand? Oh <laughs> uh, yes. 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 We were. Why, why was that a little chuckle? So there was this guy that, but never like we weren't serious. We weren't okay. serious. But he might have been serious about me. But I, I wasn't like this is somebody I could spend you know the rest of my life with. But there was this guy. We were not officially like boyfriend and girlfriend. But we did go on dates. Like we went to a few football games. He was actually from Baton Rouge, actually. Um, so we, you know, went to a few, few football games. He would come to New Orleans, take me out on a date, you know, um, in New Orleans or whatnot. But when I met Sylvester, it was like that was that was a wrap. Like immediately, <laughs> um, you know, um, he just I don't know. It was just something. It was something. He was just different. Um, for me, you know, growing up, I always had some sort of companion, um, which I don't recommend that. I recommend people have some time where you're spending alone, you know, and by yourself. Mm -hmm. You always need to be booed up with people. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, of course, I'm young. I'm middle school, mm -hmm. whatever, high school. And so, um, but when I'm, but with all of those guys, they were... How do I say they 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 just would do anything to try to make me happy or they they never really like challenge yeah. me on things or you know what I'm saying? It was just like a pushover in some ways, right? Because I, I had a very strong personality, very dominant personality. Um, and that's something we'll talk about later too, that I had to like really look at how to um navigate that, right? Um, being married and so forth. But Sylvester was the first guy who literally I'll never forget. And I and before I got saved, I used to, you know, cuss a mm -hmm. lot, like like a lot, really worse than guys. And I'll never forget. We were on the phone and he said, he said, do you always cuss that much like that? I was like, yeah, you know, like what, what's up with it? What's wrong with it? And he just he did it so smooth. He's just always so smooth and so wise. I was like, what you don't? And he was like, no. <laughs> you know? And it was just the way in which he did it. It wasn't like he was trying to, you know, like change me, but he just, he he really made me think about, well, why do I? Mm -hmm. 
that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I want to interject. Yeah, interject. So, so I I did say no, but another part to that, I said I don't around ladies. Yes, oh, you sure okay. do. Okay. Because I, I did, right? But I said I don't around ladies. That's right. And for her to be cussing the way she did, and I'm respecting her enough not to cuss around her, mm-hmm. it was a, uh, you know. Yeah. You felt that there had to be a mutual understanding. <laughs> yeah, that was a moment. Okay. You know, and, and since then, he has been that person who he's very, he has a way of saying things in such a way, and he packages it in such a way that you just can't help but to receive it, right? Because it's not, you know, it ain't, it, it, it's not anything to kind of tear you down, but he'll say it in a way to make you think like, man, I never thought about it like that. You know, you just want to do better. You know, <laughs> you just do. You just want to do better. And so that was for the first time, you know, I had somebody that would say, okay, you know, you, you might want to think about that or whatever. Whereas mm-hmm. in the past, I didn't have, you know, none of the guys that I was in relationships with challenged me in that way. Mm-hmm. That and and so because I'm I'm trying to connect all of the pieces that we kind of went through in, in all the episodes together as we, you know, come to a close in this one. So based on what you were saying, like you had those experiences with other guys and there were things in those relationships, friendships that were kind of missing to what you felt could be something that was long-term, but you found that in Brother Sylvester, which is what made the situation so different. Yes. Okay, yeah. so the experiences yeah. that you had in those past relationships were like, okay, I like this, but I don't like this. And it kind of like, I guess maybe possibly like helped you kind of create this l- list in your head, maybe? Am I saying No, that? that's an interest. I saw that question about, you know, the list and mm-hmm. I, I've never had a list, you know, um, I feel you on that because I don't have yeah, that. Like, yeah, and, and then even in hindsight, even now, you know, if I were, you know, in the Lord, I guess back then, I don't think I would have a list because I feel like, you know, in my mind, if somebody loves me and respects me, that's my, that's what I want, right? You know, um, and that was before Christ. But what I would add to that is that they first and foremost love God with everything. Because if a person loves God and they have a relationship with God and their heart's desire is to please God, then they will be what they need to be for me. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel. You know, like I don't feel like I need it. My, my prerequisite is that they be saying they love God. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And God knows. And if I'm in alignment, right, and if I love God and I'm in a relationship with God and I'm serving God, then God knows the desires of my heart. He knows what I need. He knows what I don't need and what I can't handle. Right. So he I don't feel like the Bible says the law, you know, he won't put more on you than you're able able to bear. Um, And so and he gives us what we need. So I feel like, you know, if we put our trust and faith in him. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having a list, but I feel like sometimes we can make these lists. And we, you know, it's like, where's God in that list? Mm-hmm. You know, like, where's he? Because he knows us better than we know ourselves. And he knows where he has, what direction he's taking us in. And therefore, if if it comes time, time for us to partner up with someone, that person has to be 
someone that God has designed for us because we have a mission now together that we're supposed to fulfill Come in God. on, because you're saying the same things that I be saying. That was, that was information right there. Okay. But also, I would I would add to that too. Like we were seventeen when mm -hmm. we when we met, and so when you're seventeen and you're not and you're not being raised in the church, uh, you're not really thinking about marriage. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I would assume that a person who is being raised in the church may be thinking about marriage a lot earlier, mm -hmm. because there are certain things they would like to experience that they wouldn't want to you know they, they, they know what the bible says what the word says so they're thinking okay i'm not going to wait till i'm 30 get married mm -hmm. i'm gonna get married much sooner so they're thinking about it much sooner mm -hmm. um you know so i can also see the side for having a list you know writing a vision yeah. making a plan you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i can uh i can definitely uh see see both sides of it but i know when when i met when i met my wife when i met melissa we you know, I wasn't I wasn't even really thinking about a relationship mm -hmm. because I'm a senior at, at in, in high school. I'm on my way to college. Um, I don't have a girlfriend. I'm about to be running parties in Baton Rouge, tan it up. Uh, you know, not what turning up wasn't a turn turn back right. then. Yeah, but I but was gonna be was. bigger than bouncing or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right, beanie weenie or something. I'm gonna be doing something. You know, but. But God had a, had a, other plans. Yes, Lord. You know, and so the thing was, um, I had a young lady who I went to like the winter formal with, mm -hmm. and we all we had a little pack. We said, okay, well, listen, look, if you don't get nobody to go to prom, and I don't get nobody, we going together. It was like, okay, cool. Um, but like when I met when I met Melissa, I think I told her maybe the the the, the first day we got on the phone, I said, hey, yeah, I, I got somebody for prom. You know, because you, you just know. You, you just know, even at that time, we just, you know, it was just something different and something unique. And it was something I knew, you know, this ain't something that comes around every, every day. You know, it, yeah. it, she, she has very special qualities uh, that you don't, that you don't find all the time. Wow. Wow. Just... Yes. And, and to Sylvester's point too, I've mentioned I was, you know, going on dates with someone, but I too was like, man, I'm about to be at LSU. And at that at that point, I had kind of lost faith in dudes. I was like, I ain't worried about it. I'm just, just don't even worry about guys, you know, just mm -hmm. I'm about to focus on school, but I'm also going to have fun. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be serious with nobody. That that was my mindset um, as well. So God was like, nah. And, and what was funny and I don't know, I'm, I feel like we kind of stand in one area too long, but I will say this, when we met and we asked, well, what college are you going to? When she said LSU and I said LSU was like, wow. We just met, went to this library for the first time. We're about to leave New Orleans and we're both going to the same school. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. ordained. Yes. 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 And, oh. and we'll progress more into it, but mm -hmm. the, we could see the hand of God on our entire relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask this. How do you think, um, I guess, for your experience together as a couple dating before Christ, each other and dating each other after Christ? Like, did you experience that? Yes. Yes. So we're we going we gonna to keep it. 
So, so yeah. So before Christ, so be as transparent as you want. Yeah. So, so before Christ, it's um, and like for me, I, I was giving parties, right? And, mm-hmm. and even though I was out there giving parties, um, I start feeling convicted. Now I was going to my family's church, and uh, and I would have to. I ain't gonna say beg and plead to go to church with my friend who was witnessing to me, but it wasn't that easy. It's like, no, you my son, you go to my church. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I start feeling like, man, I start feeling a little uh, convicted about it, about making my money that way. And my prayer was, Lord, don't let none of these kids die going home, getting into a fight, because you're in New Orleans. You know, you you what ward you from? They 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 scrapping for nothing. Um, so it's like, it was around me. Right. But I still was like, but I don't really, I don't really know if I'm really ready to make that commitment, you know? Um, but before we actually got serious about God together, um, we were just dating, doing stuff that everybody else do. Right. We, um, you know, we, 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 we had some moments where we fell. And the thing that we think about is this, it's like, okay, when we when we fell, we we didn't know we was falling. <laughs> right, because we that was the that was before, right. yeah. That's right, what we right, were right. we falling, you know. Uh, but when we think about it, it's like, man, that was a that was a six month period of time, about six months, yeah. and it's like, okay, so why in the world did that even happen? Because you know, when when the Lord is is drawing you in, you just can't keep doing things that you want to do. Right. right. Like the Lord is when the Lord is is like we would come to church and the conviction would be so strong. True. You didn't want to do stuff that you knew was, was going to make you feel that convicted. Mm-hmm. You wanted to come to service. You wanted to enjoy the, the service. Right. You didn't want to just uh, uh, feel like, man, I, I messed up. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, right. nah, it ain't even worth it. It ain't even worth the conviction. I'm not, I, I, I want to be in church and experience the love of God. And it wasn't condemnation, but it was some strong conviction. Right. And I thank God for that. Um, you know, cause sometimes I think, man, I wonder, you know, like, like, wow, we, we, the Lord really convicted us to the point to where it's like, you know what? It ain't worth it. And we stopped and we dated just as years. friends for three more years, like just dating. Yep. He was like, he was my brother in the Lord. I was his sister in the Lord. You know, you know just dating. Like, just like date. we, and of course we, we're dating. So it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a, a romantic relationship, but it never went off into that, into that area for all mm-hmm. those years. Right. You know okay, what I'm saying? So, sorry. Okay. Let me make sure that I understand. Cause you said dating as friends. So were you guys like officially together, like boyfriend and girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yes. yes. Okay. 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 Yeah, we were just removed like certain aspects of the relationship away to like avoid falling. Correct. Exactly. But but the part about it, though, that I thank the Lord for, we both were each other's first, even with that. So it's like, man, we could have just kept our testimony, you know, and been walking down the aisle together. (laughs) (laughs) But. You know that you know. I think that there's a, a that part I appreciate because um, I know y'all kind of touched on a little bit, but there is such a thing as soul ties, you know, and 
mm-hmm. and things like that when you become intimate with people. So I, I'm very thankful that we only, you know, we only know each other, right? And we didn't have to deal with with that aspect of, of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was all about, you know, making up in our mind and we made a decision, you know, we were like, we want to be saved first and foremost. And we wanted the Lord to bless our relationship and to bless our marriage because we knew we were going to get married. Um, but again, we were very young because we met, you know, at 17. So it was like, okay, Lord, first and foremost, we have to honor you in our relationship. And so we began to just really get busy about doing the Lord's business, you know, getting around, being being in groups. We had a close group of friends. We would all hang out and fellowship together, just go by the house, eat. We would do Bible studies on campus. You know, we're just busy doing the work for the Lord. Um, and we knew that if we do X, Y, and Z, if we open this door, this is what it's going to lead to. Do, we did not trust our flesh. And I think that's so important. We, I think you, people who are trying to, you know, do right, they put too much confidence in their flesh. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the scripture tells mm-hmm. us in the flesh dwelleth no good thing, not a thing. And so, you know, not putting that confidence in our flesh and really putting all of our trust and confidence in God that if we commit to him, he's going to keep us. And he did. You know, he kept us. So that's that was the after Christ, I guess, Mm -hmm. um, courtship for three years. And having good people in your life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We have a a, a sister. uh, I can name a bunch, but uh, the the closest one to us is uh, First Lady uh, Tice Williams. Um, Yeah. You know, she wasn't dating nobody, married at that time, but she just took us in. And and that was like an accountability big sister, you know. Yes. So having the right people in your life, especially if you're dating God, you want to have people who will tell you, I, 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 you, you, you need to go home, right? Uh, versus somebody say, hey, man, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, hey, we all human. We all human. Like, I don't want nobody telling me that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We are all human, but I want somebody to, 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 to tell me something to keep me from falling, you know, yes. versus, versus trying to help me feel comfortable after I fall, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, a lot of what I heard is just the ability to have a self-awareness and really knowing yourself, not just individually, but like as a couple, you know what I mean? So to be able to know like, okay, I know I'm struggling in my flesh and then I know I'm struggling in my flesh. So together we can work on this thing, you know, to be able to not cause each other to fall. I think it's very, very important because a lot of times, you know, people will get into relationships and they don't, one, they don't consider the other person sometimes. And two, they're they're not willing to uh, look at, I guess, the negative sides of themselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um and be able to work on those things. Like you can't come in and like you have all this baggage and you have all these things that you're carrying. And then you just expect to put that on your partner. Like that's, that's an unfair thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And being, uh, being equally yoked helps. And a oh, lot of yeah. times, you know, when we say that a lot of times we can think, okay, yeah, they go to the same church as me. No, because we can be at the same church, but if we don't, if we're not equal in our, in our thoughts about certain things, if we're not equal in our vision, then we're still unequally yoked. We we have the same, you know, we believe one God, baptism, Jesus' name, we, we believe all that, but 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 now are we compatible? 
you know, because you just because you got that in common, the foundation, I don't mean you can get married. Right. It, it, it's more than that, you know. Absolutely. And I will also add that um, another thing that really helped us was having people that we were mentoring and teaching. So when you have someone that you know is looking up to you and, and Bishop Alma used to always say, everybody needs a Paul, a Barnabas and a Timothy. So your Paul, you know, that's the person that's mentoring you. That's the person that can be like, look, you need to get your stuff together. And they do it in love, but that's the one that holds you accountable. And then your, your Barnabas, that's your, your, your friend, right? That's somebody on your level, iron sharpening iron, y'all there for each other, helping each other. You can confide in that person. And then you have your Timothy. That's the person that you are mentoring. And he would always say a lot of times it's those Timothys that keep you saved. It keeps you, you know, really focused on what you need to be focused on because the days when I wanted to, you know, give in to my flesh, I had to think about people who I was witnessing to, people I'm teaching Bible studies to. How can I go and face them knowing that, you know, I'm not living what I'm teaching? And so that kept me. Mm. That's really good. Powerful, powerful stuff already. We haven't even got to the meat of it yet. See, this is what I love. Um, okay, so it's sounding like really from the gist of what I'm getting that y'all two pretty much decided early on that y'all were it for each other. Like, there was no, was there any doubt? Uh, no. Let me ask that question. No, no, no I, I didn't have any doubt. Um, and then like the, the, the Lord, he would, he would bring like elders around us who would, uh, people who we really looked up to, um, and they would say stuff. And it was like, it was like the Lord saying, like the Lord speaking through them. Uh, stuff about marriage, uh, man. Y'all look like y'all. I mean, I, I I see wedding bells and all that stuff. You know. Right. Um. One time we were at over at Melissa's dorm, and uh, and Bishop Bishop Allman called, and um, and when he called, he was asking something about church of uh, if we needed a ride to church the the next sun the next day or whatever. I think it was something like that, and then uh, he asked about me. She said, "Oh yeah, he's here." And he said, so when, when are y'all getting married? <laughs> and we were like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because Bishop Alman, he wasn't he wasn't the one who was quick to marry people. Mm -mm. You know, he would always say, my job is to break you up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was that's what he would say. My job is to break you up. So whenever you have your, your marital counseling classes, I'm not sure if they went through that uh, in other uh, they talked a little bit about it. But but his his goal was to break you up. If I can break you up, if I can make you storm out, you mad at each other, then good. Y'all shouldn't be together. Um, oh. but but he was asking us when we was when we when were we gonna get married? I'm like, wow. Yeah, I would I was expecting for him to start trying to break us up, but you know, he he knew he knew that we were uh he knew the Lord spoke to him and and when he said that, I think that's when we start thinking, man, we need to like, we should we really entertain that thought this young? Because right. we got, when I got married, I was 20. And I was, I had just turned 21. And so like, when I'm at that age, I feel like I'm grown, you know? And I look at 20 year olds today and I'm like, man, I wish you would talk about getting married at 20, <laughs> you know? But it's kind of, you know, hypocritical of me, but it's like, wow. Um, 
yeah, we, we got married at a, at a young age, but mentally we were already mature. Mentally, I wasn't trying to run a club and wasn't trying to, uh, I had all, I had seen what I wanted to see. I mean, I spent a lot, I'm sorry to say this, but I spent time in the clubs when I was really, really young. Um, I, I did that stuff. You know, I wanted a, I wanted a, I wanted a clean life and, um, and I was already settled. So. Yep. I agree. I agree. I knew, you know, to answer that question, I knew, um, like he mentioned, it's like, you, you just know when you know, you know, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Um, and I think it was mentioned on the call too. And when I heard, I was like, that's exactly how I feel. Bishop would also say, you know, it's, it's who you can't live without, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, that's how I knew it's like, he's the person who I wanted to spend time with. But most importantly, I think for me, he was my friend. He's my friend, you know, because we dated and courted, I guess I'm gonna use the word courted because dating, dating means something totally different these days. But because we courted for three years, um, as friends, I feel like that really solidified the foundation of our relationship because you know that and the way in which we got to know each other and build that friendship so on days when it will probably get into it when i'm mad with the husband sylvester because you know it ain't always every day ain't always like yeah you know some days i get on his nerves some days he gets on my nerves but my friend sylvester will be mad and be like what you want to do you know like come on what you want you want to watch a movie you want to do something like ain't nothing happened you know uh, because he's my friend, I'm his friend. He's my best friend. I'm his best friend, right? So right. that that's important. Okay. So I guess because it seems like, like you said, y'all knew pretty, pretty, pretty soon that y'all were the one for each other, and y'all were being encouraged by elders and by friends and by people who were looking out for y'all. So when how soon did it go from courtship to all right we getting married Mm. so we so we met march the 19th we started dating on march the 31st of 1996 1996. and i want to say it's probably like march of 98 yeah was it march of 98 about 98 i think march of 98 uh, we 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 made it. We got engaged, um, and we got married. July July of nineteen ninety nine. Okay, so now we didn't have. Now we had like the we had people who were, um, you know, at the church and in our fellowship, encouraging us. Um, we didn't have a a whole lot of support right. from from family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We had to pay for the wedding ourselves, um, because my family in particular, they wasn't having it. I'm gonna just be, you know, they were like, "You about to do what?" Because I'm in school still, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and she was the valedictorian of her high school. Oh, and her high school was like it was like I would say. At that time, it was like Baton Rouge High. So she was the valedictorian of our high school. Um, 
And okay, her grandmother, you got to remember, we're not Baton Rouge natives. So what does that mean? Oh, so it's a magnet school. It was like the, the number two school in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so like Polly for us, John. Okay, so like our yeah. Okay. I mean, it's like a, right. And so, so, and her grandmother raised her. And so when you go tell your grandmother you're getting serious with this little boy, that's what a grandmother saw me as a little boy. Mm-hmm. And and actually I was, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it didn't go over. It didn't go over well at all. Right. Because the 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 thought process was you go to school, you get your education, you graduate, you work, you get your you build your house or you buy your house. And then if some little dude come along, OK, but you already established. You get all of that stuff first. And right. then I, I I come up there at. 17 18 19 and she she's serious about me and and now she's serious about the lord and it's like who is this guy got you in this lord stuff you know what i'm saying right you're in the cult <laughs> like what you you don't want to do this no more you don't want to go here no more like, you know so i i became the bad guy actually oh um, yeah <laughs> yeah so but the lord is still blessed you know like we we prayed was like as far as the timing right we we knew we were supposed to get married but we did really see god and ask for him to lead us in terms of whether or not this was a good time right um and he confirmed we actually put some fleeces before the lord and then for the sake of time i'm not gonna go into details but they were very specific things that we asked god to do to confirm that this was the right timing and he confirmed every last thing mm. um and we were able to as broke students you know we we have much of nothing we were able to, you know, do, do our wedding. I want to say it was under fifteen hundred dollars for that wedding. And we and the God. Lord just blessed, you know, He blessed, and we didn't really have to. Yeah, we didn't really have to um, go into debt or anything like that to to have the wedding. Now my family did come though. I will say that they did attend and kind of try to come around at the end, but uh, we didn't have a lot of support. And his family was more supportive. Yeah, they were more supportive. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you already you already slipped kind of into my next question. I was going to ask about, you know, the introduction to each other's family and all of that good stuff. So how did those how did how did how did those things go? I mean, I know you said family wasn't really supportive as much on your side, Melissa, but how did the introduction go at least? The introduction. Well, I will say when I went when the first time I went to Melissa's house. Um, I couldn't find the house. And so I'm going all around the street, you know, up and down, looking for the house. I didn't have a cell phone, so I had to go inside of a nightclub, <laughs> this little juke joint, and call it from the nightclub to try to get directions to the house. And then when I get there, it's kind of late, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and, her, and her grandmother is like, who is this little boy coming to the house this time of night? It wasn't like really late. It's probably about eight. But it was just dark. It was yeah. dark, but it's like, and you know, so that was our introduction. This little guy is in my house and it's late. <laughs> why, why is he here? <laughs> you know. Well, my uh, dad was cool. Though. The dad was cool. Dad was real cool. He always still, was cool. He's still yeah. cool. You know, he was here uh, the other day. I mean, he's and you know, everybody came, people came around. We had M- Melissa had an auntie, her godmother. She wrote her a long essay of why it was a horrible mistake to get married at the age of 20, 21. 
And, and believe it or not, that that lady ended up blessing us the most financially for that wedding. Amen. And even after the wedding. Yes. Even yep. after the wedding. Yep. She sure did. And our kids. You know? Yes. Yep. And on the other hand, his mom was all, I'll say I have the best mother-in-law ever. Like, and father-in-law too, but you know, like I'm I'm I gotta put mother-in-law on the map. Um, she was just all always so welcoming, you know, uh, and she treats me like a daughter, you know. Um, and y'all kind of you know, I ain't gonna get into my testimony, but that's that that does a lot for me to have that to have her as a mother figure. But at the same time, what I love about her is that she lets us have our marriage, right? She's not, you know, the mother-in-law. And that's another thing, you know, you you want your parents and stuff there, your family there for support, but they don't need to be in your business um, in terms of that. Because you have an argument, you go tell your parents about it or whatever. Next thing you know, y'all are made up, but they looking at your spouse side-eyed, you know? Right. They don't forget those types of things. So if at all possible, find somebody else, you know, to be able to really go to. Because it's important to have people you can trust, but everybody don't need to be in your business. And that's a whole word <laughs> in itself. Um, and I think that's really helped us in our marriage that we have those boundaries um, that we've established and we stuck to that. Okay. Um. Let's see. What's what's a, what's a good next question? What, what's a good segue? Um. Okay. So in the situation when like yours, where the the support was, you know, flip floppy. How do you navigate that? And how would how do you how do you um how do you advise people to navigate a situation like that? When family is not necessarily as supportive of the situation as you would like. So the the first thing is when you and, and this is what we would always say, it doesn't matter what they say, what matters is what God says. And so we knew True. that this was of God. Right? I had a, I had an uncle. My uncle, he, he when he met my wife, he said, nah, nah. Now that, that that ain't the one. <laughs> now he's a he's a a, a, a minister, minister. Um, you know, and, and he says he's prophetic too. And um, and he said, I said, what you mean that ain't the one? He said, nah. He said, I don't feel that in my spirit. That ain't the one. I said, I'm asking you a question. And I'm a you know I'm a young kid at this time still, right? I said, did you pray on that? <laughs> did you fast on that? Because I've been praying and fasting. And I know this is the one. So what, what makes you think she's not the one? And he was like, well, you know, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just, and he started laughing, right? Mm. He backed up, he backed up. But that same uncle told that to his, to his sons about, about women they were with, and they ended up going in separate directions, you know, but, you know, so people will try you, but when you know you standing on the foundation of God, then it doesn't matter who says what. You know this is of God, so that was our thing. You know, people was you know saying whatever they wanted to say, have family meetings about us and all that stuff. But we knew, hey, this is what God wants, and this is what we're gonna do. Twenty three years later, yeah, word of God, we still here to God be the glory. Yes, yes, yeah. 
And so you navigate it, you know, because at the same time, we navigated it with respect. We respectfully, you know, we didn't, I didn't allow as best as possible my family to disrespect Sylvester, like, in person to his face. You know, now they might have said stuff. And I've had to check. There was a time period where I had to, like, check my grandmother respectfully for comments, you know, different things like that. That was a difficult thing to navigate. And there was a season when we didn't even go over there. Hmm. And I had to explain to like, you, you know, I love you. I will always love you, but there's no justification for that. You know, Sylvester is a great guy, never disrespected her. As a matter of fact, did a lot for her, you know, if she needed help with anything. So it was like, and I think a part of that, you know, looking back on it, it was more spiritual than than anything. And that's a whole nother podcast. You know, we got to understand the spirit that behind that, that, op, that people are operating with mm-hmm. and recognize that it's not necessarily them, but oftentimes the enemy will use people Correct. to cause strife, to cause chaos. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so when we recognize the spirit that was um, in play, we're able to better pray against those things, but then also not put ourselves in that situation to have to deal with that. Right. So I, um, her brother Sylvester mentioned, mentioned, uh, you know, praying and fasting and that's how he knew, you know, he was in the right place and in the right relationship. So did you both have like a spouse prayer? Cause you know, I've heard that, um, in society, everybody keeps talking about specifically like uh, Sierra pray for Russell Wilson or whatever. And people kind of jumped on that a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess what was your spouse prayer if you had one before you guys met? And if and what was kind of the one during your relationship? Um, if I didn't have a I didn't yeah. I didn't pray. Fair. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> <You're right. laughs> <laughs> and amen. So, so, so I didn't. I didn't have a spouse prayer. Um, and I mean, I, I, I could honestly, I don't. I don't think I had one. Like after, I mean, I prayed for you, but right. What you, what's a defined spouse prayer? That's what maybe give me a little. I know on they that. posted like, it at some point. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I, the idea behind it was, I guess, because. Um, at least what what's in society, uh, you like obviously went through like bad relationships before, so I guess she got to the point where she was like she wants something more real. Um, mm-hmm. so she, you know, had this prayer that she prayed to God for her spouse, whoever that person may be. Ah, oh, got you, got you, got yeah, you. Yeah, I never had that. Uh-huh. Either. I, I I didn't. Um, and you know, we're blessed that we met each other so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I think if, if, if we wouldn't have met when we met and we would have had bumps and bruises. I've been praying to Lord <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you know, but God, God brought us together when he did. And, right. um, you know, before we even knew what we wanted. Exactly. So he, he knew what we needed before we even knew we needed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I often tell people too, he, he brought us together and like, I literally, I can't say I've had, trauma and a heartache and you know some people just have a whole bunch of bad relationships i i thankfully never experienced that you know i never experienced that type of 
pain and hurt, you know, even with the little breakups. I mean, it was young, you know, it wasn't anything serious. And then I didn't attach myself in that way to people too. Um, and so I feel like, you know, I thank God. And again, he knows what you can handle. Cause I don't think I can handle that y'all. I'm just going to be real. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, he knew that. And I feel like he gave me a, a phenomenal spouse, a good guy. Like Sylvester has never hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, you know, I'm just blessed. So I don't think, I think I said all that to say, that's probably why I didn't pray as, you know, specific spouse prayer. Cause again, I just want somebody to love and respect me. Right. Um, and it just kind of happened. And so when we even got to the point to whereas we were saying we were going to be together, he was my spouse in my eyes. Right. I knew that's who, who I was going to marry. So I didn't, I didn't necessarily have to pray that prayer. It was just a matter of, is this when we're supposed to get married? Hmm. That was the prayer. Like, yes. I know we're supposed to get married, but is this the right timing? Because God had already confirmed, you know, that we were supposed to be together. Yeah. Right. So y'all already touched on this a little earlier, but I wanted to get a little bit into nitty gritty about being intentional in the process of like that courtship to marriage and even in the marriage being intentional while you're married so mm-hmm. can y'all talk about that a little bit let's see so i think um being intentional i we were really big on again because in our courtship after christ um we only had the friendship we were very intentional about having conversations like, and then being in school, like I cared about him. I cared about, you know, how he was feeling, how his day went. Um, and I know one of the calls that people were saying, you know, as far as like people have different thoughts on cooking and doing stuff for people, you know, I, mean, I cooked for him. I, I did. Cause we were both in school and I had my little refrigerator in the dorm. And we had our little common area, you know, we had a kitchen and a little study area and stuff. I got up in that kitchen and I would cook and we would eat and, you know, all of that. So I think there was some in there was some intentionality in that because those were the times where we really got to know each other. We got to bond, you know, we were intentional about really, really intentional about our relationship with God. And I think as a result of that, you know, that spilled over into yeah that brought us closer together because first and foremost we both wanted to grow in the lord and we held each other accountable it's like the the love triangle y'all heard of that before the love triangle Um, no i want to say yes so it's like you have listening you have a you have a triangle um a a pyramid shape right and you have god at the top and then you have your your significant other fiance or spouse on the left side and the other one is on the right side well the closer y'all get to god the closer y'all get together Ooh. okay 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 good i see jonathan you drawing it out i already (laughs) see (laughs) and so you know i i will i will say this you know um the lord really blessed us early on now in our uh courtship um and our marriage it, it it was it was easy you know what i'm saying like we didn't really have those those um 
setbacks a lot of people had. I mean, we we really didn't. Um, and and honestly, because it was so easy, I would say it was effortlessly. We just kind of lived life and just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We just walked through it. Now, it didn't always stay that way. But but early on, I mean, I would say we got kind of spoiled because like, man, it, like one person, this was years ago, somebody asked one of our friends at church, like, man, are they really that happy or are they just fronting? Uh, <laughs> it's like, no, they really like this. You know what I'm saying? And we've had moments where we, you know, I always tell people, look, this ain't the Cosby show. Like you, you got real life you deal with, right. you know, but, uh, but when we first got together, it was just like the Lord just made our way easy. And I guess because we really wanted to honor him, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And we really said, okay, we're going to abstain. We're going to live for you. I, I, he, re, he really rewarded that. Yep. He did. He really did. And intentionally in a marriage, like now at this stage, um that's more of um just really listening to each other because one of the things bishop allman said when we were dating years ago he said the woman you the woman you're marrying right now is not the woman you're gonna be with 20 30 years from now that woman's gonna probably change every 10 years and you have to understand when when she's changing and when when she's you know uh when her likes are changing the same woman I married in, in 99 is not the same woman sitting next to me right now. Right. She's totally different. And so he said, you got to learn how to love the new person all over. Right. Uh, and, and that was that was really good because I can actually see that. Yes. The stuff that my wife liked back then is like, I don't know what I was tripping on. I don't like that. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> totally changed. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to you got to be in tune with that to know, OK, now we just got to go with the flow, you know, and um, I heard somebody say, you know, people talk about uh, having a, a hundred different women, but a smart person would just learn how to love one woman a hundred different ways. And it's like when you have a, I heard that before. Yeah, they me, they me. But, but like, even if you're in a long relationship, that person is going to give you an opportunity to love somebody totally different because they change, you know. Um, another thing that, that we heard early on is that the stuff that they do that you love when you get married, those things, sometimes, sometimes they dwindle and the stuff that kind of irritates you some, they increase, right? (laughs) And so what you do is you, when you think about, okay, if the, if the, if the stuff I don't like, if that can, if that, if that should increase, can I still love this person? Mm. Right. And and you know just just going into it knowing hey things are gonna change right right we're not gonna always look the same be the same sound the same whatever and so now you go beyond the looks and and you're into the commitment commitment so intentional with the commitment so even when the 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 lubby dubby feeling is not there you're committed mm-hmm. right and and you know through the commitment. You can conquer anything. Okay. Through the commitment, you can conquer anything. That's beautiful. Um, okay. Um, what's the easiest and what's the hardest part of marriage? Mm. You want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first. So I would say for me, 
the easiest part of marriage is just showing up for me, you know, like every day getting up every day I come home, you know, it's easy. He, Sylvester's a very easy person to love. Like, you know, he's easy to get along with, you know, 90, 98% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> we do have, we bump heads on things, but you know, all in all, it is nothing major stuff, but he's, e that, that's what's easy for me. Just showing up and being in the relationship and, the hardest thing, because I really, I, I thought about it, and what I immediately thought of was, for me, the hardest part um, is how marriage forces me to be, to, to self-reflect, and how marriage makes me look at myself. I think oftentimes in a relationship, we would like, or, or like, you know, when we were younger in our marriage, you see those things that you kind of don't like, I don't know, I'm trying to change them. I don't like this. So I wish they would do this. And we, we focus on how we want to change our spouse when really and truly the only person we can change is ourselves. And so for me, that's the most difficult part of marriage is when I realize that just like there are things that I may want him to improve in, there are things that I need to improve in, right? To be my best self. And so that's difficult because a lot of times we don't like to do things that are uncomfortable or I don't necessarily like to compromise right all the time. And so that's a challenge um, for me that I, that I have to work on, you know, that self-reflection, like how can I, you know, bring a whole person to the table, right? How can I deal with what I need to deal with within myself to love Sylvester in the way that he deserves to be loved and vice versa. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. How do you keep marriage fun? I guess the, the first thing is for us, it goes back to the friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of times we're together, we just laughing, you know, we'll just lay on the floor, floor and we're just laughing and laughing about people may, if they could be like a little fly on the water, they're, like, Man, it's, they're, they're laughing about some stupid, goofy stuff, <laughs> but that's how we are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I like to joke a lot. You wouldn't believe it. I'm telling y'all. <laughs> some people think he's so serious. Man, look, if y'all only knew. <laughs> I like to prank joke and all that stuff. But so we so the friendship, you know, so we keep it fun with, with the friendship. And I know that um, you know, we'll go hang out and we we hang out. We may not even be walking holding hands, but but because she's my friend, um just being in her presence is fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I would rather be in in, in Baton Rouge with with my friend than to be in Paris or, or, or on a vacation without her. You know what I mean? So it's just that uh just that we, that connection that we have. Mm -hmm. The the fun part to us though, the fun part is like it's it's easy. Yeah. We don't try to make it fun. Right. It's not, it's just, I don't know. Cause we, we all, another thing too, is like, 
life is too short. Yeah. You know, and we just from day one, I think purpose, like we're not going to bed angry. We're going to get it right. You know, like if we if we have somebody to talk about, we're going to talk about it. Um, and I feel like if 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 we only have a finite amount of time on this earth. It might as well we might as well make it fun. Right. Mm -hmm. This is this is the person who I'm going we're going to be together till that do us part, which we always say, Lord, just take us. But like, I, I don't even want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can handle that. But um, but just, you know, really, we're just fun natured people, I guess. So it just spills over into our marriage. Like it doesn't take much. We could literally be chilling, watching a movie or literally there's been days we just sit in the car and just talk. We sitting in the in the, the driveway, just talking, laughing, you know um like he said cracking joe he is he's forever doing stuff to make me smile make me laugh you know um even when i should be serious she said you know this is a serious moment right <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna keep it lighthearted, you know um and dating you know dating even when you're married is important especially after you have children and that's another thing that some people disagree on but when you when you have children your relationship with your spouse comes first mm -hmm. because and a lot of people put their kids first and that's just out of order. You know, your relationship with God, then your relationship with your spouse, then your kids. because mm -hmm. if the relationship with your spouse is dysfunctional and it's not intact, that's not helping your kids. Yeah. Not helping your children. And so we were very um, intentional about making sure that, our children saw parents that loved each other, you know, that they always be like, ew, you know, we show affection in front of them. <laughs> but at the same time, I catch, you know, my daughter, you know, I kind of catch out the corner of my eye. She's smiling. You know, she likes seeing that even though she's like, ew, I mm -hmm. think that's important. Um, They see us date now, especially now that they're older, we can leave them. And they can just stay at home. I'm like, what? We living our best life, okay? Now, for the longest we, we didn't, because we didn't do it. Like we were real uh, picky when it comes to to who we have with our kids. Watch it. So, yeah. so for a long time, uh, we really didn't do a whole lot of dating without them because they would. So they'll just be with us. So yep. it'll be all the family dates, mm -hmm. you know, um, unless they went to New Orleans with my mom and stayed for a few days or whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's something I would say. If I can do that all over again, I would spend. I would be more intentional with having those moments, just her and I. Yeah. Now we have them now because they're older, and yeah. you know we can leave them. But before then, it was like, well, we ain't about to leave them with nobody, so they're just gonna be over here with us. Yeah, but I will say, even with that, in those moments, we still had a long time in the house. Like they, when they go to sleep or whatever, they go yeah. to their oh, yeah, room. Absolutely. Like we, we did dates and spent that a long time. It just looked differently, right? So we can set up stuff, you know, y'all know we, we brown folk, you know, but we do stuff in the house, yeah. you know, have that quiet time together. Mm -hmm. So that's a perfect way to, to, to move into, since you talked about, you know, dating, you know, dating each other while having kids, how, what would you advise for like, single parents going through this 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 courtship situation like i know y'all were blessed to not have to deal with that situation but what advice 
would you have? Uh, Jesus. Man. <laughs> so I would say that the first thing is um, you have to be very, very prayerful. Um, and then pray some more. And do not bring people around your kids until you know that this is somebody I'm dating with the intent to marry. Mm. That's good. right. That, that's the don't bring no, we oh this your uncle Bob, but it's your uncle Jody. This your uncle. No, 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 no. Mm. <laughs> you know, you know, you never saw him at the family reunion, but this right. your uncle. Nah. <laughs> so so don't don't bring anybody around your child until you feel like this is the person, you know. I think God is 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 uh set me up to be with for the rest of my life. Mm. That's that's so important. Yeah. Um, so that's the first thing. And uh, then you want to make sure that uh, it becomes very important that y'all are equally yoked in, in 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 a lot of different areas, not just spiritually, because this person's gonna help you raise your child. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Um and and hating to to go in a negative way, but I was talking to a guy who he told me that um he's over the sex trafficking in Baton Rouge. And he said, Sebastian, he said, you wouldn't believe it, but most times when 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 young ladies are in that ring, they're they're putting that ring by by uh stepdads. Mm. That is so true. So true. And mm. so you gotta make sure that the person you have coming around not looking at your child too. Right. And being and being a a, a, a wolf in sheep clothing. And everything they speaking in tongues ain't speaking of the of the Lord. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and so so it's 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 a whole different level when you have a child involved. And then, like that person, that child, uh, depending on their age, they could possibly get attached to this person. Yeah. And if y'all just kind of dating and then you know, you checking his DMs and somebody DM'd them and y'all break up, now that whole that child is being ripped from this person. It's not just y'all breaking up, but the child is breaking up too with somebody they saw as a father figure. So uh being very prayerful, and I would say uh hopefully the person that's single has uh someone in their life who they can bring this person in front of. See, if I'm single, I'm thinking, okay, I want to bring this person around some people. As soon as they leave, hey, 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 sister, hey, brother, what you what you felt, what you thought, what you you know, I, I want them to tell hey, look, nah, I I I feel a I might feel a good spirit from this person. Uh or I don't know, something ain't right. Right? Because if I'm trying to do life with this person, right. I want I want to get them around some people that saved, that full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Right. That can that can discern help me because I don't want to just be thinking about uh you know man look at the shape yeah. my mind gone because I'm thinking about the shape I want somebody to be looking from a from a different angle right. as well you know um so yeah it's a it's a whole different animal when you got children involved yes and it works both ways now you, you know I know we single we talking mainly like single parent mothers but mm -hmm. single parent fathers too yeah. You know? Cause you can have stepmomzilla, mm -hmm. and <laughs> that's you know, just saying. Yeah, you have a whole little Cinderella situation. <laughs> exactly. And that's also the thing too. Like we would have to have an agreement. Like, listen, we would never say the word step. Right. True. You know, and also if if 
if if I'm coming in, if the woman has a guy coming in, she should say, okay, listen, if you're stepping in as dad, then you treat them as your child and you discipline them. Sometimes they don't want him to say anything. Mm. So you want him to act as dad, but you don't want him to discipline his dad. Mm. You know, yeah. that, that ain't that's not, a lot. Yeah, that's that's not fair. You you not you can't put the muzzle on him and just let him be a checkbook or be whatever you you know, mm. a father figure, but let him be able to speak into that child's life. Right. And correct. Yeah. Because in the, at the end of the day, too, you know, if the Lord has blessed you, if you are a single mom and the Lord has blessed you with a spouse, and you just say you have a man, a male child, then that you know, hopefully you chose somebody that could teach your child how to be a man. Yeah. You know, because the mama can't do that. And then and vice versa, if you're a guy and you have a a, a daughter right you can't teach her how to be a woman mm -hmm. and so if you've been blessed with a person you know that can fulfill that role let them do that the, the the prayer would be lord is this the person for us yes when you have kids not just me mm. Mm. that's good right there that is very good. yeah, yeah. um look and we shared all that not even in that role so <laughs> Single parents, y'all might have a different perspective. We just say, you know, we're just talking from the observation, but it's definitely some things to consider. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think it's also important because sometimes, like, you know, so, sometimes when you're in the situation, it's hard for you to have these dis different perspectives. So it's good to be able to hear, um, you know, from others who can speak from the outside, even though they may not have experienced it personally, but they can empathize and understand what you're going through. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, the, one of our last questions that I want to talk about, um, cause I've heard this a lot growing up, especially, you know, for people who aren't Christian, I know, um, you know, we have a, a variety of different listeners, um, and they may be in different, um, parts of their journey. So for people who have this mentality, um, that marriage is just a piece of paper mm. and you have people who, you know, want to have these common law marriages, which is pretty much them living together for uh, long mm -hmm. or who feel, you know, it's not, it's kind of a waste of energy to be married to somebody because there's no benefit to it. What, what would you, how would you speak on that? Mm. I have heard that. Mm -hmm. I've heard people say it's just a piece of paper, but um, fundamentally, marriage was the first institution that God established, right? Um, and in society, the way there's a, there's there's a certain way we recognize it, right? Um, and so that piece of paper does mean something. Yeah, you could say, oh, well, we've been together, whatever. Technically married? No, you're technically not. You know, if you look at the way, I guess, society defines marriage. Um, and my thing is, if you love that person, if you spend time together with that person, then to me, it's just it's just solidifying a commitment. Right. Um, and I would ask, why not? Like, why not go that extra step? 
to get, I mean, you even have to do the wedding. I don't know if it's because they feel like they got to spend 20,000, 30, I don't know what weddings cost these days. And they don't want to go through the fanfare of it. Cause if that's from the case, you don't heard, have to do it. From what I've heard, I don't think it's the wedding. It's just more so like, I, it's, I personally feel like it's a, it's a lack of commitment because they talk mm -hmm. a lot about like the financial piece and having to, um, like having to mix finances, um. you know, like paying bills and this person is on your insurance and it's, it's all of those pieces. I think that, I think it, a lot of times it does spend stem to the finances of it. And then it's also, um, you know, the steps that they take. So if they've been living with the person for a certain amount of time, it's like, well, we've already been in this, you know, so what's the point of getting married? It's not going to change what we're already doing. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Um, so, and I've, I've heard that as well. Um, usually when I, when I hear this and, and it's like, we have two different audiences, right? So we have one audience that's, they ain't thinking about God. Mm -hmm. So why do I have to get married? Because I don't see myself in sin. You know what I'm saying? If I don't see the, if I don't feel like I'm in sin and I'm doing anything wrong, why, why, why should I get married? Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. I, me get married and getting in front of a judge or a preacher ain't gonna make me love you no more than what I love you right now, mm -hmm. because I'm not doing anything wrong in my eyes by shacking up. And so that person who is feeling this way gotta first get to a place where they, where they really see. Um, that is wrong right and, and then that goes two ways too because there are some people who don't care nothing about the law but they want to be married right yeah yeah um so that goes two different ways but but for the for the person who is looking at it as just a piece of paper well when you the the more sexual partners you have had in your life the the easier it is for you to see marriage as just a formality mm -hmm. right because you you you've been you've been experiencing the the gifts of marriage without having a marriage so why do i need to get married mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like i've been experiencing all this what's the what's the, what is the point but it, it, you gotta you gotta catch people like where they are and why they feel that way and then find out for me just because I may, I'm not just a, a a man, but I'm a man who loves God, right? And so my my life and my perspective is rooted by the Word of God. Yeah. So my first thing is, hey, listen, you, you ain't supposed to be touching that woman if you ain't married. That's the first thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The first thing is, if you want to be right and get this thing off the list, go ahead on and if you love the woman, marry the woman. That's just you right. know, but some people that won't fly with because they don't even believe right you know what i'm saying so how you tell somebody who don't believe you need to get married well if you don't believe now this is just me uh christian call center if you don't believe in the word of god then whether or not you shacking up don't really matter right that's true right. you know what i'm saying because that's the least of your words right you got to come to believe that god is mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> first and then once the law start dealing with your heart, then and you start reading that word, then it's like, okay, 
maybe I should go ahead and 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 marry this person. But also, you got to think of the spirit of this world and the time that we're living in. Yes. If we can make the family unit not as powerful, then 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 we could then, then we can erode the the foundation of what God had had in store for us mm. for His people. Right. So if you look around, people have a spirit of non-commitment. I don't want to be committed to anything. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be married. I don't yeah. want to be committed. Like I, I want to be free. I want to freelance. I don't I don't want to be tied down. I want to mm -hmm. do what I want to do when I want to do it. And so that's just that's just where we are right now. And so, um, you know, but that's that's my, my thought on that. Yeah. And I also think, too, that some people, they they want the perks and the benefits but they want that exit that out, you yeah. know, they want that exit strategy That's like, in case, you know, you ain't about to take all my money or whatever, but it's like, have you totally given yourself to that person? Mm -hmm. Do you totally trust that person? That's a trust issue to me. Yeah. Like you're, you're with, you're with somebody that in, at the end of the day, it boils down to the fact that you don't trust that person enough mm. to say, I'm going to commit to you in this way. That's what it boils down to. You know, taking away, of course, you know, the biblical aspect of it, you remove all of that because everybody's at different phases. Mm. When you say, I don't want to marry somebody because I don't think it's that serious or because I ain't trying to tie my finances or whatever your reason may be. You're basically saying I don't trust them, one hundred percent. That's very true. That's that's a completely different perspective that I didn't think about, but that is very true, and that makes a lot of sense. Because for me, I always think about, you know, like when you get into a, a marriage specifically, and for me, it's like the divorce rate is so high, and people mm -hmm. just automatically think like when things get too hard oh, I can just get a divorce. But for me, it's like, why is that even an option? Yes. Correct. You know what I mean? Because right. if, you, if you went into it with the, the correct mentality, you shouldn't be so so um, quick to jump to that. You know, like there are so many other, well, first of all, there was probably a breakdown somewhere before you even got to the point of thinking of divorce. And that's the part that wasn't addressed. But yes. it's also, you know, why is, is that, the final answer you know what i mean why are we not working that why are we not seeking help why are we not praying together why are we not you know going to marriage counseling like why are we not taking these steps to try to fix wherever the breakdown was to try to solve this this commitment that i made to you mm -hmm. yep and i think you know a lot of that comes from just what we see we're so influenced by celebrities and tv shows and like if you look at just relationships in general i don't watch a lot of the stuff but i've seen quite a few shows and usually and y'all can correct me if i'm wrong most of these shows when they depict the relationship nowadays you know you got all kind of relationships mm -hmm. different setups but in a in a in a relationship between a man and a woman Usually the man is always seen as, you know, incompetent. They're doing something wrong. You know, it, it's not a healthy man, uh -huh. right? It's not a man that's 
contributing or something's wrong with them. And then the woman is kind of, you know, fed up and bossing them around or whatever. Or you got the reality TV shows with a whole bunch of drama. Yeah. And so this is what society is looking at. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what they see. And so, and it's nothing but the trick of the enemy. So when that's what's prevalent and that's what's out there, then I feel like that really has an influence on people. And another thing, we got to be careful with some of these movies too, because you got the other opposite of that. You got these beautiful love stories and all of that. And early on in our marriage, I had to be, you know, you watch a movie and everything is just so wonderful. It's so great. You know, just the, the movie. Oh man, you see how he did that to her? You see, you see how he did that, or you see how she did that? Um, That's and then you have unrealistic expectations. Exactly, exactly. Very unrealistic expectations. So we got to be careful um, with what we allow ourselves to watch and what we allow ourselves to be influenced by, mm-hmm. because that gives us a false sense of what marriage really is. Mm-hmm. You know, so. All right. So I guess my final question for y'all is any last advice you want to give so, to people who, who are who are in any stage in this here courtship that we've been talking about these last couple months? So I think final advice, so at any stage, something that can apply to any stage. Yeah. Um, would be you know thyself, right? And, and the best way to know yourself is to really, you know, spend that alone time with God. You know, know know what what you're created to do. Like know what God has for you. Really develop that relationship with God. But then know what you like, because it's hard for. And then love thyself. <laughs> Let's talk about that part. Because if you don't love yourself, how can you expect someone to love you? If you don't know what you like, how can you expect someone to, you know, um, be able to meet some of those needs? Right. And so it's so important at whatever stage you're at that you work on yourself. Always be we should always be working on ourselves. We should always be getting better and improving and, and growing so that when you come to the table, I know people say, oh, well, marriage, it should be 50-50. No, it should be 100-100. You know, it's each person's bringing their whole self to the marriage and putting in 100%, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and giving their best and, and trying to be the best, right? And helping each other. And so that's something I feel that can apply at any stage that you're in. Because if you love God and you have a relationship with God, but then you know and you love yourself, then you're going to be and you're going to respect yourself. And so when you're navigating the courtships and the scouting and, you know, all of that, you're going to you're going to you're going to be courting with the intent to marry, not just for the sake of just going on dates. You're, you're just going to move differently. Right. When when that's in place. I'm going to deal with what, what Melissa said, um, but also I, I think in addition to that. It's good to. Like know what you're looking for, but I think we should also know what we bring to the table. Mm. Why would this person choose me? Why am I a good catch? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Know your what is it about me 
Because once you know what it is about you that make you a good catch, now you know your worth. Yeah. Right. And now you teach people how to treat you. Mm. But if you don't feel that you are a great catch, you're going to let them treat you any kind of way. Mm. So know your worth. Um, know what you bring to the table and and stay before God. Like you want God to bless your marriage. Listen. I, I, this song says, uh, and they talk about a breakup. I'm guessing I don't know the whole song, but I know the little the little hook on it is, if you're under him, you're not getting over him. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now I don't know who what sung it. I don't know, but I'm about to find it. Hold yeah. up. No, no, don't, don't do that. Don't. I'll <laughs> <you> do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's not. But, but if you're under him you're not getting over him right and so so the thing is what you want to do oh is, you know it just, it just popped you got the song right yeah. and it's, they, they say it throughout the whole song if you're under him you're not getting over him but past bishop Alman would always say when you are dating someone and he said young ladies if you when you're dating someone he said that guy if y'all should decide that this is not what god wants for y'all he should not be able to say anything about you but she really loves God. That's it. I remember that. And y'all yeah. should be able to sit on the same come sit, back to church. Come, sit, sit on, on the, the same, same pew, pew with yeah. two different spouses and nobody feel no kind of way because you kept your relationship, your courtship pure. If you want your marriage to be blessed, you don't want to be up here living like the world, sneaking and sleeping together because, well, we serious about each other and it's just you and me and God knowing if he... He gave us these feelings for every no, that's the devil. <laughs> but that's the flesh. That's your flesh. And yes, the Lord made our flesh to react certain ways, but with at certain at the right time, right? Yeah. Um, so make sure that that you're keeping your, your courtship pure so your marriage can be blessed. That's exactly. the first thing. Do not put yourself in situations to where as you make it hard on yourself if the marriage, if the courtship does not work out. Now you got somebody else you just attached yourself to spiritually. Right. Because if that person that you're courting is not the husband or the wife God designed for you, guess what? You for somebody else. Yeah. It just ain't manifest yet. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Like that, your, your spouse is, is somewhere else waiting on you. And so when you go to this person, you want to be, you want to be as whole as you can be, you know? And even for the people who, who may have, uh, messed up and they have been around a little bit or have had more experiences than, than they want to talk about. Listen, God is a, is a God, God can erase that Yes, he can. Mm-hmm. and start you all over again. So it's not, uh, uh, oh man, I done messed up. I'm done. No, not at all. That's right. From the time you realize, okay, I'm more, I'm worth more than this. Now you, you say from this moment on, when I made up my mind and that was it. That's it. And you have your new testimony all over again. Mm. That's right. Amen. Mm. I like that. I like that. That was really, really good, honestly. And I think, um, I think this was a good, a really good wrap up to this entire courtship series, honestly, because I think we learned a lot in this one episode. Um, then you know, you dropped a lot of good nuggets in this episode. Um, from all of the ones that we've been through. Um, so on that note, I think this is a good time to stop. 
um, savor these moments. Um, I just want to say um, thank you to both of you guys for being on here tonight with us. Um, I appreciate the transparency. I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate the realness that you guys were able to share um, about your relationships and the advice that you're able to give to our listeners. Cause I think this was a really, really good, um, conversation that we were able to have. So thank you guys for being here with us. Thank today. you. Thanks thank for, you. Having for having us. Absolutely. Um, so as we wrap up this courtship series, don't forget if you are behind, uh, please catch up because we've had plenty of breaks for you guys to catch up. Um, so please go back, watch the episodes, rewatch the episodes, take notes, share them with friends. Um, cause th this was, there were a lot of good things, um, that came out, um, in these episodes that, that should really help people navigate, um, this area in their life. And I know a lot of people are going through this, um, and cuffing season. And like, we're like dead in the center of cuffing season, according to society. Um, yeah. So, you know, this is really important for you guys to, to deal with right now. Um, but I think that's it for our courtship series. Uh, we will be moving on. We are approaching the holidays. So we are going to spend some time talking about families. So get your loved ones, get your kids, get your wives, get your husbands, get your moms, dads, all of them, get them together, sit them around the fire because uh, we are going to be diving deeper into families the next time you hear mm -hmm. this. Um, so thank you guys for being here at the Christian Call Center where Jesus is on the main line and we are online too. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.